Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Say goodbye to diluted creams and serums that are often made up of 70% water and 15% preservatives, leaving minimal space for the ingredients your skin craves. The scientists behind fiber skincare have spent 15 years perfecting nanofibers, which are 500 times smaller than human hair. And just one year ago, they patented a way of wrapping these nanofibers around oil or liquid-based ingredients. The result was a formula that delivers five times more active ingredients compared to creams or serums with no need for fillers like water preservatives or emulsifiers. The first formulation made with this technology is a plant-based anti-wrinkle set of patches that you use over seven days, applying them just like your favorite serums. Your skin will feel tighter in 10 seconds, and over seven days, the program is clinically proven to reduce wrinkles by 19.4%. In fact, they have a tighter skin guarantee where if your skin isn't tighter in seven days, they will give you your money back, no questions asked. Go to fiberskincare.com and use code unfiltered for 15% off. I, I think the irony of how we exist in our relationships is that we self-sacrifice, we shove it down, we, you know, all the things because we want to have the best relationships possible and we want to care for the people we love the best. But what happens is like we get grumpy and bitter and we don't want to have sex with our partners anymore and we're resentful and all these. So we end up sabotaging our relationships because we're trying to make take care of our relationship. <laughs> Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Drop it like it's hot. Natalie, what do I do? <laughs> I hope it's giddy giddy. Uh, welcome to the podcast. We Thank are you. So excited. I want to make sure I'm pronouncing your last name. Okay, correct. it's an it's an injury to the lip. Yeah, cutlip. Yeah, cutlip. Because it's like Morgan Cutlip. Okay, Doctor Morgan Cutlip. Morgan. Yeah. At lit PhD in psychology and mm-hmm. highly sought after relationship expert and knows what it feels like to lose yourself in motherhood, which is like such a huge conversation over here for us because um 
Well, I, 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 you have so much um, amazing thing you've done. Teen Vogue, Good Morning America, uh, Women's Health. Like it goes on and on and on. And you have a new book available. Love your kids without losing yourself. Oh, that is such a hard thing. This is you are speaking to all of our audience, including the two mm. right here. And I know I want to also address mm. first of all the topic, but the fact that you lose yourself multiple times in motherhood, yeah. not just once in motherhood. And I feel like that's not talked about. It's like we segment new moms. It's very normal for you to lose yourself and it's very accepted and everyone's really patient about it. And then you get into teenagehood and you see your kids beginning to launch and you see the next phase of your life coming and your relationship changes and you're like, holy shit, what's next for me? Because they're getting their own life and you've like lost yourself again Mm -hmm. because you're not sure what your next phase looks like because your phase has been your children. Yeah. It's like, it's it's like you're constantly like you you lose yourself and then you find yourself, then you lose yourself again. And then you you lose your relationship, you find your relationship and then you lose it again. That's exactly it. That's how I actually begin my book is like completely demystifying this idea that you can find yourself and then stay found, or you can like find the perfect balance in all of your relationships and they're never going to get screwed up because the reality is, is that life is always messing up our relationships. It's pulling them apart. Like the normal stuff, the beautiful stuff, the painful stuff is always sort of shaking up our relationship, our relationship with our kids, with our partner, um, with ourselves. And so I begin there because I think it's so important that we understand you're going to lose yourself. Um, You're going to get burnt out. Your relationships are going to get completely screwed up because life just kind of gets in the way sometimes. And so that's not the problem. That's normal. And the more we sort of act like we can find balance or we can always stay like completely whole and not lose ourselves in our relationships, the worse we feel when we get lost, the worse we feel when, you know, it hits the fan and like everything's messed up because we're like, oh, I was doing all the stuff. Why am I so messed up now? And so I I begin there because I want people to take that pressure off. You're going to get messed up. You're going to lose yourself. All these things are going to happen. The, the thing that we need to really get good at, though, is learning how to find ourselves again, learning how to come again to a place of connection in our relationships with others and ourselves. And so we have to take some responsibility for that. What, what does like losing yourself look like for some people? Because I think sometimes, you know, we talk to mostly moms, motherhood is so consuming. You're not even sure which way, like, is your relationship, is your relationship okay? Are your friendships okay? Like, how do you even know you're lost? It's like, it's like, it's like, you don't know where you are on the spectrum. You're like, does, do all moms feel like this? Or is my situation worse? Yeah. (laughs) Am I really screwed here? Like, am I lost and I don't know it? (laughs) So I think being lost shows up in a lot of different ways. There's not like this is you being lost, but I think there are certain telltale signs. Like one might be that um, you don't really actually know what you need anymore. I think this is like a really important one and one that's sort of a common thread because part of how we lose ourselves in our relationships is that we make our needs so incredibly small. We backburner ourselves. um, We almost become like needless or martyrs that we get to a point where we actually have a moment to ourselves and we're like, 
I don't even know what I like. I don't even know what I need. I don't even know what I want to do. And I think that is like a really good indication that like, ooh, I might need to recalibrate a little bit because I'm so far gone that I'm not even in touch with what who I am and what I need anymore. And what makes me happy. I have to ask you though, how many people go into motherhood even knowing that? Because I feel like you have to know yourself to know what you want. So how many people start their journey in motherhood without even knowing who they are and what their needs might possibly be? Because I feel like so many of us have been raised to think that motherhood and, you know, marriage is what it will give you that purpose is what the purpose is. And then you get there and you're like, wait, what does, what do I want? Yeah. You're, you're bringing up such a powerful point. So I think as women in general, we struggle with this period, mother or not a mother. And then when you become a mom, we just turn up the dials. So as women, we are really taught to believe that we have to self-sacrifice for the preservation of our relationships. We have to make everything small that we need so that everybody else can be cared for. Then we become a mom and we kind of have to do this. It's like, we have to in the beginning, especially make our needs really, really small to take care of the baby, keep the baby alive, do all the things. But then there's all these societal pressures that like a good mom does this, this, and this. And so we, it's intensified this pressure to back burner ourselves for the sake of everybody and everything else. And we get stuck in it. So I do think a lot of us enter into motherhood and marriage this way. And then all of our relationships pull on pieces of us where it intensifies and then we get deeper and deeper into it. And then we're like, it's like the moms and you come out of motherhood and your kids are launched and then you start to resent them for like having a life beyond you because you've literally given your entire self to them over all of these years. And so it becomes something that is so important for us to like tease apart and to understand so that we can change, change the trajectory of, of our motherhood journey. That when divorce happens, I know, no, like, but when I'm hearing that, like I'm thinking either if you're sitting there and you're like, I'm completely lost or you're having a moment where you're like, I, I think I'm, I think I'm found right now, but I don't know what tomorrow brings. Is there like maintenance that you can do along the way so that the lost isn't yes. so far gone? Totally. So Okay. Let me say one more thing about what you were saying before, because I feel like this could be really helpful. And then I'll tell what the maintenance is. So I think that um, something we don't realize when we go into motherhood is that since the moment we've been born, we are absorbing messages about what it means to be a good mom. Yes. Also, what it means to be a good wife, what it means to be a good sister, this, all the things. We're absorbing these messages, but specifically about motherhood. And they live inside of us, unbeknownst to us, until we become a mom. And then they come out in the form of crazy high expectations that we hold ourselves to. And so I like to encourage moms, if you're like, I don't know where I'm at. I don't know what's going on with me. I think I'm really lost. I don't know where to begin. Start to unpack the question, the type of mom I thought I'd be is. As you Mm. unpack this question, you're going to identify all of the sort of messaging you've received over the years about what it means to be a good mom and why maybe you feel like crap or like you're never enough or you never do enough. It's going to be revealed as you understand and unearth these expectations. Say that question one more time so I don't don't forget it. What kind of... The type of mom I thought I'd be is. Uh, And it might be like, I thought I'd look put together. 
I thought I'd have endless patience. I thought I'd never need a break. I thought I'd be the fun mom. Like all of these things. Mm-hmm. Unearth them, put them on the table because when you shine a light on them, it empowers you to do something about them. Then you can be like, that doesn't work for me anymore. This is ridiculous. Why am I doing this? And you can start to shift them. And that becomes so powerful for moms. It's like you're, re- you're like releasing these things that are hanging there. Yes. I think yes. also so many of us don't even think what kind of mom we were going to be. We are the kind of mom we saw on, yes. on social media, online, on Pinterest, right? So you have a compared, you have a comparison of what you were brought up in where conversations were shown on TV of like moms who did, you know, everything who moms who could work, make a five star dinner, be banging in the bedroom. And then also have all the friends go on girls trips, plan vacations, make the perfect like seven layer cake, and then plan the holidays and make it look flawless. Like I think we were raised that without a conversation around why that's unrealistic, right? Because now we hear of a lot of moms who are kind of stuck in taking care of their parents, their children, and then their entire children's lives of making it a memorable, beautiful, functional mm-hmm. one. And then also finding ourselves and trying to stay healthy. And you're like, holy fuck, it's, this is it's too much. And even though you know it's not realistic, you cannot help but watch that one person on Instagram and on TV and on TV that you're like, I honestly, I think she does. Like you, you get convinced. You think she does do all those things. It's a second brain, right? It's a sec. It's the narratives you don't know you're you're seeing that you're constantly compared. Like you're not actively thinking it, but it's actively running through your head. So yes. the little voice is constantly being like, "You didn't do that. You're not doing that. Oh, do that, right?" Like it's these weird things. It's always operating in the background. So I. I think like our parenting experience is so much harder than previous generations in particular because of this like information overload culture, social media and all these things. But even like I tell a story. So my mom was adopted. She was adopted by um, a woman who was like on the exterior, really awesome to the community and just like this wonderful gift. But at home, she was really, really cold and neglectful. And so my mom ended up sort of experiencing her childhood. She was given up at at birth, then adopted by somebody who kind of didn't really want her. So her childhood was really lonely. And so she took all of her pain and made it my sister's and my gain. She like overdid it as a mom. Next level. She's like the woman you described. That's right. like my mom. And so... I didn't really, I mean, I knew I had a great mom, but I didn't really think about it that much. I go into motherhood and she becomes my template. Like she becomes the mom, the ideal mom. And so I'm like, gosh, why is it that I'm doing all the things and I still feel like crap? I still feel like I'm not doing enough. And then you want to layer on social media and all the perfection and all the filters yes. and all the things. But part of it was me realizing, okay, her life is way different than my life. We're parenting with way different life circumstances and a way in a way different era of parenting. We're like cycle breaking and doing all these things that add so much more pressure to how we show up as parents. And so part of it was like, okay, you know, my dad was home every night. My husband's gone every week. Like that right there is a big difference. I work, my mom never worked. It's a big difference. And so I had to decide like her template doesn't fit for me. Her template doesn't fit, right? 
Right. Fit. And the neighbor's template doesn't fit for me or yes. whatever it is. Or that chick on social media, her template yeah. doesn't fit for you uh-huh. either. And also it's so easy to show up looking glamorous on social media and having it all together. There is a endless supply of people who look prettier, richer, more put together, better behaved kids, sexier, totally. better houses. Like it's, it's never ending. And so we have yeah. to be careful about how we consume that too. Yeah. I'm here. It's so hard to be realistic um, sometimes about that. Uh, Let's just take a break. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Burroughs Furniture is built for the way you live. From ensuring easy assembly and disassembly to honoring highly requested new colors for their award-winning seating, they always have their customers in mind. Their modular seating is made out of durable materials to last and grow with you. And with Burrow, you always get fast, free shipping. Get up to 60% off during Burrow's Memorial Day sale at burrow.com slash ACAST. That's burrow.com slash ACAST. Burrow.com slash ACAST. This show is sponsored by BetterHelp. If you've been following us, you know we are last minute planners when it comes to summer, except for this year. We even have one of our kids going to overnight camp for a month, a whole month. We're super excited for them, but we are getting anxious about not seeing them for that long. How will they cope? Will they make friends? Will they be homesick? We all have our own unique set of stressors varying in size and significance, yet when we hold on to them, they can gradually take a toll on our well-being. Fortunately, therapy provides a safe space where you can get things off your chest and find effective strategies to work through whatever is weighing you down. Therapy offers a place to discover strategies for stress reduction and balance in your life, helping you face life's challenges with new strength. Like when your tween goes to overnight camp for a month and you're trying to put on a brave face. If you are thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's completely online, designed for convenience, flexibility, and tailored to fit your schedule. Simply complete a short questionnaire to be matched with a licensed therapist, knowing you can switch therapists anytime at no extra cost. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit betterhelp.com slash cat and nat today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash cat and nat. You know, I, I, we have a series of questions to ask you, but I just think that when Nat said like the maintenance, so you don't like, if I'm a new mom going into this and I'm like, okay, I've heard this thing about losing yourself. And I've heard this thing about like, you know, is there a way to identify like, okay, I know 
I'm a whole person going into this. And then I can continue to check. Like, is there a check-in? Like, yeah, what yeah. can we do? If And if we have been moms for 15 years and have never done a check-in, like, is it too late to not do a check-in? And if you're like, oh my God, I got to go move to an island. Like, I'm fucked. <laughs> is there a way that we don't have to give everything up to go find ourselves? But that's really scary too, is actually thinking about that we're lost and we have to do some work. It is scary. And I think it's overwhelming. And that's one of the biggest sort of hurdles when talking to moms is like convincing them that this will actually move the needle. I think a lot of times mm. we're like, and eh, like, what's the whatever self-care, schmelf care, like who cares? It's not going to do anything. So um, I believe that the way that we come back to finding ourselves is through these self check-ins is through acknowledging that we have a relationship with ourselves. We are so good at taking care of our relationships with our kids, with our family, with our partner, but we sort of dismiss the idea that we actually are in relationship with ourselves. And so we have to, in the book, I say we have to mother ourselves like we mother our kids. We already know how to do the things. We just need to do them for us. So we help our kids figure out, you know, we help them like, this is what you're feeling. And we help them understand their emotions and express their emotions. Why are we doing the same for us? We help them articulate what they need and get good about speaking up and asserting themselves and setting boundaries. We need to do the same for us. We help them see themselves in a positive light. We need to do the same for us. We're so hard on ourselves. That is such an important area of intervention. So um, in my book, I actually provide a framework. I'm not prescriptive. I'm not like do this, this, and this because what works for you might not work for me. But I give moms a framework for the self-check-in, which is built around actually a picture or a model of relationships. And it's like, this is what, this is the relationship you're managing. This is what it looks like. This is what it's made up of. And 30 seconds a day, when you go to the bathroom, you take your shower, whatever, start to go through this model, check in on yourself and start to build back that connection little by little. When you do that, you can assess where it is. You're sort of like feeling like you have some deficits and you can do one of two things. You can either attend to it and you can take care of it. We're like, this is a deficit. I got to do the thing. Or maybe you don't have the time, the energy, or the resources, or the support to do the thing, but at least you've defined what it is that you need. And I think that's really powerful for moms. And you can just put a pin in it for later because I think a lot of times we're existing with like, we're struggling, but we don't know why and we don't know what we need. And so when you define yeah. it, that becomes empowering. How do you know that? Also, what would be a definition of a deficit? You're like, what would you know? Because I feel like so many of us are like, well, before you answer that question, Yes. Do men think like this? Like, how come <laughs> men, like, I just, are we overthinkers? Or like, we're going to make another podcast. Really? <laughs> <laughs> I know that's like, another. Thinking about, like, they're, like, have they, have they parked themselves for fatherhood? Or is this really a, a woman issue right now? I mean, I'll get like a rogue man on my Instagram being like, why aren't you speaking to men? And they're upset yeah. at me, right? Yeah. Versus- so, of course, there are the men that have parked themselves for fatherhood. I'm not going to say that doesn't exist. But the but men have not grown up in the, in the same society with the same – well, we've grown up in the same society, but they've not received the same messaging about right. what it means to exist in relationships. Men receive the messaging that, like, you know, that could be another episode, but, like, my worth is about what I earn or my identity is tied up in what I do and not who I am. So they have their own set of right. stuff. So but ours lost themselves, but not to the not maybe in their work. Right. Right. I think it looks very different because we're taught 
we need to sell like a good mom does self-sacrifice for everybody else. Yes. And so that I think is what is sort of driving us to do this because to go against it is like swimming upstream. Like, gosh, this feels even like even stupid things like, you know, personally, I don't know why I'm so obsessed with dinner. Like, I don't know why a, a, a cooking a meal is such like a roadblock for me that it is something I stress about in terms of like, my meals do not look like hers. And, you know, she can go in the kitchen and make a five minute meal and then like make it like a platter. And I'm like, mine's like, like, oh, but they're fed. And because I think the pressure you hear from society sitting as a family with a big meal. So in your head, you see social media where there's like the tablescape and everyone sitting around having a nice conversation, right? You're not seeing the people who are like eating in the back of the car while they're driving to sports and you can still have a meaningful conversation in the car, but we have to redefine those conversations without layering on what the expectations are because there is a lot of expectations on women and on moms and I don't know how many dads are like I have to get home for dinner I have to sit there and have those important conversations around the family meal and I just have to say one of those um things is that you like like I think you know what you're saying what kind of a mom do I want to be is also knowing like like knowing what is actually important to you as a mom and like we said, it's not the same as, you know, so some people might be like, I have to, I have to sit down and have dinner with my family because that matters to me. Yeah. And then for you to know if that doesn't necessarily matter to me, they're that, not going I don't to jail. stress about that thing. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Part of it. So when I walk moms through the self-check-in, the first step is know deeply. And so I give prompts. I make it very practical. I know it sounds kind of like out here right now, but I make it very practical and give questions to reflect on for your self-check-in. But the idea is, is that when you know yourself really deeply, you can meet your needs and take Mm -hmm. care of yourself in the ways that matter. Just like, think about how you know your kids. Like, oh my gosh, I... We know as soon as like there is a change in preference of a certain food or way that's prepared, like we know, we know them so well, which is how we intuit their needs. This is where I think maybe sometimes when dads are like, oh, tell me what to do. I don't know what to do. It's like partially because like they're not in the know as much as we are with the kids. So we know. My husband will make grilled cheese and like, he doesn't do it. I mean, he puts too much cheese on it. And I know that without asking, you know, but it, it's just, but I know. And I, I, what you're saying is so important that we also don't let dads take the lead in that. Like we often from the yes. beginning overstep and do too much for them without letting them do it. And then they're like, this is great. Take it away. You yeah. Know? Now that's, that's like that's, out of their minds forever. Yeah. That's yeah. like, oh, that's a whole conversation around that one. That <laughs> is. But like, the, my point, though, is that when we know our kids deeply, we can take care of their needs. We intuit them, all these things. But we don't really always know ourselves deeply. Mm-hmm. And so we, I think that we move, especially as women and moms, we move th- through life with such a fast-paced momentum that we are, like, disassociated from ourselves. So somebody's like, hey, how are you? You're like, I'm good. And they're like, no, really? How are you? And we're like, huh, I don't even know. I don't even know yeah. why because we just yeah. are not connected. And so part of it is like you were saying, knowing ourselves well enough to know what do we value? What's important to us? Where can we be like, that doesn't matter, but this really does to me. And mm-hmm. so then we can start to make these shifts that actually make a difference in like our expectations and things like that. And then that helps us eventually get to a place where we ditch the guilt. How, yeah. how, how many women like you're saying, deeply, intuitively know, mm. do that for the relationships with their partners 
their families, like their extended families, their in-laws, and then their children. Like, is there a stat on that? Like how much women are intuitively like doing the the life of the family unit extended and micro? I don't know. I don't know the stat, but I do know that when they've looked at and research um, who takes on the role as relationship manager. So that's what you're saying. Like you're managing your spouse. We're like, hey, we really need a date. We really need to do the thing. Or like, it's women. We're the ones doing it. I mean, so I I know there's been research on it. I don't know the statistic off the top of my head, but it found it repeatedly. And I think we just like, we all experience that. Like I'll be like, hey, Absolutely. did you call your mom? It's her birthday. Like, why are we doing this, right? But we do. Why? why? We because do. We just want to take care of everybody. But we why? Take care of everybody. We want because we're I, so we're such good people. We are. We're in like our <laughs> palace of goodness. That's why. <laughs> and then we are like, I hate everybody. <laughs> so you're no one. You're like, you're you everybody. You know, you like break if you don't check in. You really do. You know, we hear um yeah. we're sort of in the let's take a quick break and we'll be right back. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Mom deserves better than a drugstore card. This Mother's Day, surprise her with a truly special personalized card from Moonpig. Add your favorite photos, a heartfelt message, and we'll even mail it for you the same day, all for just $5. From mom to grandma, we have something to celebrate every mom in your life. Every mom deserves a Moonpig card. Get 50% off your first card at Moonpig.com. Moonpig.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. We're sort of in the next phase of parenting where, and I think that the conversation of feeding into your book is like check in with yourself where your kids get older and you've realized you, you've silenced yourself for so long and you've accommodated and you've intuitively um, taken care of everyone. And we hear of women kind of waking up and being like, kind of done. Like, I can't repair where I was. And they kind of go the extreme. And maybe they didn't make their needs to themselves or others around them loud enough. So you have a breaking point that I think is silently breaking. And then, you know, we're in the era of where women are like, I'm I'm kind of break. I'm I'm going to break up with these people and go do my own life. Like, I'm going to start fresh. I love my children but it's easier to step away from what I know and like, you mean like leave their partner. Yeah. Like divorce. Yeah. Like it's happening. New, yeah. 
like because I think we've swallowed for so long. That's a really bad analogy, Kat. But like I feel like we've, you know, <laughs> we've really silenced ourselves. And I think part of that's on us too. Is like to, to sure. voice what we need and look at what we need is what you're saying. Is like we've got to be progressively checking in with our own needs, or you kind of do are like I can't do this anymore, and I can't talk anymore, and I'm done. Yeah, I think I saw something called like walk away wives, which is becoming more and more common, which is kind of like that thing where it's like we're we're like silently suffering and pissed off inside and then we're just like we're out we're done like sorry but i think the the reality is though which like i don't know if anyone's talking about this piece of it is like if you don't make those changes you can walk away from your life but you're just gonna live it out with somebody else for the most part and so like I, I think the irony of how we exist in our relationships is that we self-sacrifice, we shove it down, we, you know, all the things because we want to have the best relationships possible and we want to care for the people we love the best. But what happens is like we get grumpy and bitter and we don't want to have sex with our partners anymore and we're resentful and all these. So we end up sabotaging our relationships because we're trying to make take care of our relationships. And so it ends up backfiring in these really major ways. And so we have to, like I said, it's, it is like swimming upstream, but we have to learn how to do this part of our relationships differently if we're going to come out whole and have the best relationships possible. What I'm really like, um, what I'm really hearing, um, a lot is when you say like, you have to know yourself deeply because if you don't know yourself and like the things that you need and want, you'll never be able to like go and find them or ask or articulate or articulate or ask for them. Uh, but it, 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 it even reminds me like when we're parenting and we think about our children getting to know their individual selves, we want that so much. I think like so many people, even even if they have lost themselves or if they have never really known what deep what deeply matters to them and what, what makes them happy is there like i know when we said like we should say what's important to us and we should find out what our deficits are how else do we get to like deeply know our own self the bahamas on a beach <laughs> I love that. I he's want saying that. everyone go to tahiti yeah is that what she's saying <laughs> yeah. oh i'm hosting a retreat if you yeah. want to join me <laughs> are you really no, no, but I mean, I should. I know. Let's go. How do we Let's find do it. some other, other, other little things that we can do to find out what really makes us individually tick? Yeah. So the way the book is structured is that, well, I try to make it really easy to read. So a lot of the stuff I tell stories to explain the points because mom's like, if mom's going to read a book, self-help book, like it's got to be entertaining a little bit. Yeah. So uh, I try to make that easy to read, but so I go really deep. So in each of the five areas, there's five steps to a self-check-in. In each of the five areas, I go deep and then I come out and be like, okay, this is what you do in the moment. Here are your options. So yeah. in No Deeply, I talk about so I talk about what shapes us, like our family background really shapes us. Do we understand um, how we, like, for example, the way we were loved? Um, impacts the way that and shown love impacts the way that we exist in our relationships today, what we expect, how we show love, um, how we receive it. So I, I go into some of these things. Um, and I also talk about three areas in that chapter, which is what brings us meaning, um, what is important to us. And then the last is, um, is it congruent? 
Because when we are acting in a way like in our life that is incongruent with what is important to us and brings us meaning, like what we value and things like that, that's when we don't feel like ourselves. If we value and it's meaningful to us to be the fun mom, but we are grumpy and yelling all the time, we are not going to feel like our true self. So I go deep in like picking these these concepts apart and help moms really get into defining some of these things so they can start to come into like a good understanding of who they are. And I have plenty of exercises and I don't make the exercises hard. I like, let me populate this for you. And then you tease apart which fits for what fits for you. Because I know the last thing we want is like more stuff to do. Try to like spoon feed it as much as possible, but also be able to get to some of that deeper stuff. Yeah, I am. You know, there's so much here uh, for um, this conversation. And I want to ask one question specifically for the common parent that we can put over there and just cut the clip. But, um, you know, teenagehood and Mm -hmm. being a mom and that like you kind of have to you when you're taking care of younger kids, it's a job. But then you have to shift to become your whole person because you have to be a person and you're watching them become a person, right? So like you become two people in a relationship. Like how important is it for us to know who we are when we're parenting teens? Because you no longer have to like get get their clothes out. You no longer have to make sure they're fed. Like you have to feed them, but you don't have, you know, the, the relationship changes. And how often are we going through this holy shit moment of who we are when they're teenagers? And is there a way to ground ourselves when we're feeling like we don't have that connection with them anymore? Because everything you have done when they were younger, they love you, they kiss you, they 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 feed your soul, and then they become teenagers, and you're like, I am a terrible mom because they're not, they don't even want to be with me. So is there a way that we can reckon? And find ourselves when we feel like our whole job as a mom is like, I think I've never heard so many moms feel so disrespected and like they're doing a terrible job than when, when you have a teenager. Oh, so my daughter is 10 and so I'm mm-hmm. not there yet, but I'm getting like, you're there. I'm getting whispers of this. So I really yeah. understand what you're saying. So I feel like there's two parts to your question. So how important is it to know yourself as you're parenting teens, yeah. which is like, it's, I feel like it's. Very, maybe more important yeah. because I, I, something I've noticed with our daughter is that, um, like I've started, there's something I did the other day that was exactly what my mom would do. Yeah. And I hated it. And I oh. did it to my daughter and I was like, hold the phone. Like I need to walk this back. So I think part of why we need to know ourselves really well is because that if we don't unearth some of these things and have good insight, we just like repeat the crap that we experienced and we do it with our own kids. And we're not actually like, I don't want to stress parents out with my answer, but it is important because we we just repeat what we don't repair and we see it come out in our kids. And a lot of times this will push them away. So I did the thing Oh, it's so annoying. It's so annoying. My mom did it to me the other day, actually. I'm 41. I'm like, how are you doing this to me still? It still affects me. But you know when like a mom asks a question, but it's not really a question. It's like an accusation or like, like um, I don't know. Was, uh, my, my daughter forgot her spelling list, but her friend didn't. And I was like, Abby remembered her spelling list. You didn't see the spelling list? And I was like, oh, I did this thing. She went into this sort of shame space. And because I know myself, I was able to recognize this. I was able to then come back to her and say, you know what? I did something that my mom used to do to me. Let me give you an example. I don't want to do this anymore. Let's talk about how we can navigate this differently and worked on really 
coming to a place of connection, aligning on the issue, aligning on like being irritated with what I did. And this helped to repair our relationship and hopefully bring us closer and and stop doing it in the future. I love that you said that because the clue is when you feel gross about what you said, like when you feel gross about the interaction, if you know yourself, you know, you got to dig deeper and then be like, why, why did that feel bad? And then you can look and hopefully reflect like, but you're so right. It's a clue. You knew right away because you know yourself. So for those of you who are like, I don't know myself that well, when you say something and it feels like ick, if you get the icks from that, it Mm -hmm. usually means you didn't really want that interaction to go that way. And I think that's the big difference we're saying about teenagers is they begin to, you begin to see the shame, like you begin to see the feelings and the the pushback of what you've done to them versus kind of like them rolling on and just hugging you and like ice cream yes. doesn't fix it anymore. You know, like there's yes. not like good snuggles at nighttime when you're in a riff, you don't, they don't live here anymore. And you're like, come back, but you can't, it's gotta be a healthy relationship. And I think that that, that example that you just gave of, you know, whether it's flat out apologizing mm-hmm. or um, going back to your child and saying like, you know, I, I didn't like the way that worked. That is such a, it's such a, an important thing that we have learned from a lot of parenting experts, but as a relationship expert, you just said, you know, um, you just said the same thing is just because we're adults and we're the parents, it doesn't mean we can go back, can't go back and mm-hmm. try and redo it with them. And like you said, hopefully that would make us closer. Absolutely. When you can share and teach them, teach them that it's okay to to say sorry. They're like, right there. And there's such a mirror. I feel like as they get into teenage years of like all of the things we're like, ugh, I shouldn't be doing that. I need to repair this. And so it's our job to kind of step up. I'll say one more thing in teenage years. You know, I talk about in my book, self check-ins with ourselves, but The model that I give in the book applies to every single relationship. And so get good at using that to check in with your teenager. How am am I knowing you and am I in touch with what's going on in your world? Am I seeing you in a positive light or am I like, or am I like casting you in this negative way, focusing in all your deficits and then treating you like that treating you and leaning into all the ways you're falling short. And there you are again, leaving your late, being lazy and not doing your work or coming home late. Like I can't trust, you know, how are we communicating based on how we see them? Um, How are we understanding what they need and meeting those needs and allowing space for those? How are we prioritizing our relationship with them? And then how are we like engaging in them and, you know, as, as a person showing up in meaningful ways. And so um, it can be a great way to think about where your connection's at. And, and teaching them how to check in with themselves so they're not adults wondering who the hell they are. You're teaching them to constantly, like you can break the cycle by by getting your book and checking in like with them, teaching them. If you check in with them, then they'll begin to learn how to check in with themselves because you can, yes. you know, when they're in kindergarten and they put the little smiley, happy faces up, like what are like the different feelings? How are you? Are you? Yeah. Then we stop. At some point, they stop talking about how you feel. And it's just like, you're supposed to know from kindergarten how you feel, like circle what you're feeling, and then it's done. It's like we don't continue on that. So you're so right. Yeah, I'm in this phase with our daughter's Effie, and and it's like, I'll be like, you seem upset. I'm noticing it. What's going on? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. So like we're in that phase of like, okay, we got to help you develop some some insight and ability to self-reflect. And so I think the model provides a nice framework for just kind of organizing this stuff and thinking about, okay, well, where can I – where can I fit in to try to make a difference in my relationship with my kids, no matter their age? 
Wow. I mean, where can we get the book? Tell us again what the book is called. Wait, can you give me one check-in question that would be from the book? Like one example, like what is one self-check-in question I could ask myself or my teen today? I feel like I got to open my book. I'm yeah, so bad. Or I'm like, no, I've got all not. sorts of interventions, but like my questions. <laughs> I think I'm one sorry. of them is, is, am I seeing myself in a positive light? And mm, that one I becomes really that. important because um, the way that we see ourselves affects the way that we talk to ourselves, the the way that we um, judge ourselves or criticize ourselves. This in turn affects our um, ability to self-regulate because it drains our energy. When we are negative toward ourselves, critical of ourselves, it drains our energy and we're more likely to lose it, be grumpy or irritated later on. And so thinking about how we see ourselves and what we're focusing on um, can make a really, really big difference. And that's an in-the-moment adjustment for moms that you can do right alongside your kids is shift what you're focusing on um, because usually we're focusing on all the ways that we suck versus the ways that we really do enhance our kids' lives. I can't wait to wake up tomorrow morning and ask them all, what do you see? How do you see yourself today? And what positive light do you see yourself? Even saying that, I think they'll eye roll you. They will. I think it puts it into their head, you know, or you can even feed, feed it to them and be like, I see you in this positive light today. Thank you for, and then, you know, kind of reminding them, oh, you, thank you for this conversation. I know it went rogue and we kind of went all over the place, but <laughs> I don't mind. I, we just get so hungry for the information. We can't even <laughs> stay on track. <laughs> yeah. And I, I think it's so, it's so such an important conversation to have because most people don't know who the hell they are and yeah. which way is up and they're feeling lost on the daily. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Thank you for having me. Um, the book's called Love Your Kids Without Losing Yourself. You can get it anywhere you buy books. So yeah. it's Thank out you. now, right? It's out. Yeah, it's out there. Yeah. Amazing. <laughs> Thank you so much for joining Thank us you. today. Thank you. I adore you guys. Oh my god, we adore you. <laughs> Thank you so much. Bye.